Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Are we ready? You're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse on iTunes and all major podcasting platforms. And how you guys doing? Welcome to Motorcycle Madhouse Season 3, Episode 14. I'm James Hollywood Machikari, and today we have a show for you. We will be talking about why I think clubs fight. Also, we will be talking about the no colors allowed policies and a shit ton more. Today, we have music by Graveyard, Rude, and the Spin Wires. These are some damn good independent bands you can check out on iMusic. Jamondo and more. If you're an independent band and would like to, your music to be showcased on Motorcycle Madhouse, send us an MP3 to info at insanethrottlebikernews.com. It is a beautiful day here in Chicago. Problem is, in a couple days, we're going to be having like 10 inches of snow and 20 below zero or crap like that, man. You know, I got to get out to Ocala. I'm really zeroing in on Ocala, Florida, man, in the next two years or something. I stayed out there while I went to Daytona Beach one year and just loved the area. You know, it's not too close to the ocean where your ass you get uh, run over by a hurricane. You just get the tropical storm stuff I hear after effects. So it's close enough to the beach though also a nice forest over there so yeah thinking about Ocala but anyway you know when I did the episode why I think clubs war I received a lot of pushback on the views I expressed first off I never back away from controversy secondly I believe I pretty much said it straight up on that subject. You know, personally, I believe, you know, maybe, you know, other people won't agree, which is why it's called a debate. You know, one of the things people got really upset about was my conclusion that the Hells Angels have a lot to do with the violence. My argument was the Hells Angels moving in the areas that have been traditionally other 1% clubs territories well let's say that argument didn't go over well with the supporters and members of the hell's angels many people shot back on the ideal because i was a former black piston they believed i would say anything that would be against the hell's angels and i totally disagree with this position and i'll tell you why look back into history when it comes to motorcycle clubs fighting Every major outbreak of violence in some form or another had the Hells Angels smack dab in the middle. This was especially true here in Illinois during the 1990s. Not a good not a good time to be in the club scene, man. I remember coming up in the early 90s and boy, yeah. <laughs> uh, the 90s problems here in Illinois started when the Hells Angels flipped the Hells Henchmen. 
The Hell's Henchmen were in the city's uh, uh, limits of Chicago, a long traditional area for the outlaws. Well, they were there until the Grand Avenue Clubhouse bombing, which led them to leaving the city limits. Another incident included a shooting out in Rockford, again, because the Hells Angels wanted to establish a presence around the Chicago area. There's also other history of wars where the Angels were at the center. You know, mid-70s, the Hells Angels were again at that center of a fight that has lasted decades. The Hells Angels tried to tell the Mongols MC that they couldn't wear a state-bottom rocker. Well... The Mongols didn't back down and the war has raged. Recently, that war is spread between the Banditos and the Mongols. From our understanding, this is the reports we get from the ground anyway. This is because of the involvement of the Banditos with the Hells Angels. You seen any pattern yet? I won't even go into the East Coast Wars between the Hells Angels and many clubs, primarily the Pagans MC. My question is this. How can I be biased when history is on my side? Another thing, I'm straight up and always honest about my past. I do the disclaimer about my club past so people can take the information I give and research it knowing the bias. I'm not here to push the view I'm always right. I'm here to start to debate in hopes of a better biker club scene. Interesting question. Are 1% clubs ruining the club scene? I asked this because Black Dragon did a video the other day, which got me thinking. Are 1% motorcycle clubs ruining the club scene? I agree on some points and others I do not. Again, I believe you have to dive further into the causes of some of these fights. Do I believe the fighting among clubs is turning off many people? Yes, I do. And I think this is something clubs should start to consider. Motorcycle clubs since their inception have believed in not taking outsiders' views of them. This strategy might have worked in the old days, but it won't work anymore. The information age has amplified what is happening all over the country when it comes to clubs. Throw in all the misinterpretations the public gets from fake biker shows. Public opinion goes against clubs. Woo, do that, does it. And why is this important? It's really simple. Citizens elect the officials that make the laws. The citizens are also the ones that sit on juries. So again, public opinion does matter in the whole grand scheme of things. Something that is unavoidable and something that can take a motorcycle club down real quick. For many years since the Waco Twin Peaks shootout between the Banditos and Kazakh, things have gotten worse in Texas. The motorcycle club profiling is something of an epidemic. With this being a fact of life for motorcycle clubs, why is it then they still continue to fight? Well, you got me. It's something I'll never understand. <laughs> Nothing. You know, right now we're still awaiting further news to come out about the shooting you know, involving uh, the Mongols and the Banditos in Midland. You know, the shooting in Midland is being pushed by the press as a biker gang war. Guess what? All the inroads that might have been taking place 
have been destroyed. What representatives will go against law enforcement, you better think again. When they read or hear that a shooting between clubs has happened, yeah, they're not going against law enforcement. The 1% scene cannot accept, expect support from independents or citizens in the fight against profiling. And I believe this is what Black Dragon was talking about in his video. The 1% scene cannot expect this from independents or citizens in their profiling fight. They just can't. They have to be able to help themselves as well. In one of my previous segments, I argued the same points. I actually went as far as saying I would no longer cover motorcycle club rights. Something that I actually wrestled with for a few days. Here's my point. One that runs in line with many people's thinking. Why even try to help? Especially when clubs themselves won't help their cause. Some people in clubs got upset with that stand. Especially since I've been a big supporter of club rights. The question to them becomes... How do you expect me or anyone else to keep pushing when the violence won't stop? I cannot in good conscience present a defense to violence to our leadership, our listenership. This is the main reason Insane Throttle has gotten away from promoting the issue and has stuck to only biker news. Do I still believe in motorcycle club rights even though we won't be covering it? Sure I do. I believe everyone has the right to wear and hang out with whom they want and when they want. I do not believe that clubs can use that right to cover for the violence that is going on. To put it frankly, people are sick of clubs fighting each other. People, especially riding clubs and non-affiliate motorcycle clubs, are sick of the blowback they get because of what others are doing. There are two main reasons why motorcycle clubs have lost the support of the majority of bikers. The first one is because of the violence, and the second one is because 1% clubs dictate what people can and cannot do. I get protocol, but protocol has been expanded so much from what it used to be. People now don't care about tradition, and they sure to hell don't want to be told what's up. I truly, how can I say, contribute that point to the rise in so-called pop-up clubs. People now will just run to the cops if they are threatened. Let's face it, bikers are no longer made of the past molds that they used to be made of. The biker scene has been taken over by people who no longer share in the old values we once held. Call it evolution, I guess. But it's a simple fact that old-time clubs have to accept one of these days. I personally always wondered if it was worth the time someone would spend in jail over telling someone else they couldn't start up a club. I know I sure wouldn't think it was worth it, but who am I to think for those in the 1% clubs? To be honest, I don't give a damn what the clubs do. It doesn't affect me one bit. As an op-ed writer, I do care, though, about the biker scene as a whole. 
I think this is why all sides should be heard and all opinions expressed. After all, this is the way things can be changed. Insane Throttle has a huge platform, especially through the radio show on Spotify and iTunes. Not to mention HarleyLiberty.com and BikerLifestyleMagazine.com. I will always make sure that every angle of the scene is covered and all voices heard. It was very interesting the other day I was asked if I had any regrets. I would have to say the one of my biggest regrets as far as Insane Throttle has been is the focus on motorcycle clubs. Early on we covered motorcycle clubs all the time and didn't get to the whole scene. Chalk it up to the old thinking that was bred into me I guess. One thing has happened though when opening the platform to everyone outside the club world. Insane Throttle has grown more and more. This is something that is not only good for Insane Throttle, but also for this new industry as I often call it. <laughs> it's funny. I often get people confused when I say new industry. The new industry I'm talking about is independent creators who speak exclusively about the biker scene. Never before has there been so much information available to bikers. The old days of the now defunct Easy Riders is over. I say defunct because that magazine is no longer representative of the biker set. <laughs> it really isn't, guys. Have you guys seen this new Easy Riders crap? My God. You know, but on, you know, continuing on this subject, it's always cool seeing new creators and the viewpoints they bring to the scene. I've often said the biker scene is made up of all kinds of subsets. New creators bring those subsets into the spotlight. But again, getting back to the main purpose, why do motorcycle clubs war with each other? It's simple. Check out the history and how things started and find the common denominator in all the hostilities. Once you find the common denominator, you will get the information you're looking for. It's that simple. But we're going to hit a commercial break, and then we're going to have uh, Graveyard by Liquid Ch uh, Kitchen. I was almost going to say chicken. <laughs> no, it's Graveyard by Liquid Kitchen. Check out their other music on Jamondo. These four rooms brighten iron and withered fumes Far below these sinful means Gold has flown through loosened streams I don't know why I'm here I'm not asked to disappear
of biker news then what are you waiting for visit harleyliberty.com and keep up to date with all the happenings in the biker scene and wait there's more insane throttle biker news is now on instagram come on over and give us a follow and get special video content not seen elsewhere on the net just type in insane throttle biker news in the search bar in your face all over the place we're online 24 7 24 7 motorcycle madhouse on spotify and itunes radio oh yeah man that was a hell of a song right there again if you're an independent band get your music over to us at info at insane throttle biker news.com get that mp3 over to us i'll check it out to see if you're good enough to get on the madhouse anyway the texas alcoholic beverage commission has temporarily suspended the liquor license of your place that's the bar following the deadly shooting between motorcycle gangs according to the paper this was the headline story we did the other day concerning the shooting in midland texas the motorcycle clubs involved were the banditos and the mongols we actually put up a gofundme page we shared it uh one of the guys that died was a mongo and if you want to check out that uh it's in the show notes but you know what i find disturbing when i posted this article on insane throttles facebook page people right away started with the conspiracy theory crap people automatically trying to blame the cops or even said how do you know they were wearing colors those statements is exactly the reason why people do not get involved in motorcycle club profiling issues hell i'm dumbfounded i'm speechless how in the hell can anyone not care about a person losing their livelihood instead the first thing they bring up is that conspiracy crap everyone knows who was involved the cops just haven't Released it until a couple days after the incident when we put it on Insane Throttle, but now we know. 
it, it, it mind bogs me. Do you think conspiracy theories are helping with the profiling fight? The response from some people that went on that Facebook page under that article is exactly the reason why people are turned against clubs. Normal, everyday, hardworking bikers are not interested in the clubs are always right bullshit. You want to know what independent bikers are thinking? Most independents are disgusted at what they are seeing. Independents look at this incident of someone losing their way of making money, and they think it's disgusting. I, for one, know that's how I'm looking at it. I owned a bar. I know how it would have felt if my license was lost over something I had no control of. It's pretty easy, I guess, to have opinions or take the conspiracy theory route when it's not your money involved. Again, the constant bashing of the cops or blaming others besides the clubs is just plain stupid. And everybody knows I'm not a Leo fan. If the clubs are in the wrong, then somebody within the club needs to realize that and do what they need to and make it right for the owner. Making it right for the owner of the bar is something that would be honorable. The no colors policy at bars and events, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play devil's advocate right now. Many of the clubs and their members are upset with the no colors policy. The question here becomes, do they have a right to be pissed about it? Most people would say no. Why would most people say no, you're asking? Simple. They do not want to risk a business over a club fighting in their joint. For those who don't know the operation of a bar, it's expensive as hell to run. The liquor license insurance alone in Illinois can set you back about 15 to 20 k a year. The bar owner will be now facing lawsuits over something he didn't do. You can bet some jackass lawyer hired by the family or person killed will be suing. And on the fact that lawyers for those hurt will also be suing. If the bar didn't have enough insurance, that money would come from him or her personally. Is it fair for the business owner to have to suffer? It's an easy question. Why should the bar owner have to suffer because of a shootout he had no control over? See, people only look at the First Amendment issues in regards to being able to wear colors. People do not take the time to look at the other side of the story. Again, it's not their business at risk if someone does some stupid ass shit. Personally, this is the kind of bullshit that gives bikers a bad name. People are always quick to blame others instead of looking at all sides and how it affects everyone. And then you got people that's going to come back and say, you're just bashing on motorcycle clubs. Why? Because I'm airing out both sides of the story? If it comes to the past that clubs were involved in this to more of a degree that's being reported... You're saying that because clubs are involved, they should get a free pass? Get the hell out of here with that crap. The problem with supporters of motorcycle clubs, they are so intent on making clubs out to be gods, people lose their brains. Do you supporters understand that violence from within the club scene hurts everyone? Even you. 
Next time you're riding your bike and get pulled over for that support patch, maybe then you will realize what I'm talking about. And here's another newsflash. I won't even wear a vest on a motorcycle. And there's two reasons I won't wear a vest. First off, I cannot stand the damn things. Secondly, I know cops will use whatever reason they can do to get probable cause to pull you over. Do you know that cops cannot distinguish between a hog or eBay patch from a motorcycle club patch? It's true! I've actually seen this happen a few times when cops thought a hog member was a club member. Someone asked me the other day, what if anything or anything might drive me crazy doing this job? I'd have to say what I've been talking about. Just because I put an opinion against clubs doesn't mean I'm not for them. I just don't believe in thinking clubs are always right. Then they come back. Do no color policies prevent club on club violence? And my answer might surprise you a lot. But yes, no color policies do prevent violence. What does a club do when they find out there's a no club policy? Or colors policy? <laughs> it's basically the clubs go down the road to another place. Thus, there is no violence. What about a person's right to choose what they want to wear? Yes, I believe in these rights. But I also believe in the rights of the establishment owner. You cannot have it both ways where only one party has or her, his or her own rights and the other does not. Again, there are always two sides to a coin. I would be interested in looking at statistics actually on the major rally events where bars don't allow colors. Actually, you know what? I'll be doing some study on this because it's a very interesting subject. I would like to see the reports of violence at bars and venues with a no colors policy at these rallies. Mainly because I would like to see if the policy's working. Once I get the statistics, I'll do an updated piece on the findings and then we can debate if they work or not. My suspicion though, is they do work. And then you're gonna come back. So what if they do work? It still takes away a person's First Amendment rights. Well. Can you yell fire in a movie theater? No! And why? Because yelling fire in a movie theater can cause a stampede and get others hurt. Just because you have free speech doesn't give you the right to yell fire. This goes for motorcycle club rights. Just because you have the right to wear colors, it doesn't give you the right to cause an action that will get someone else hurt. Like I mentioned before, your rights don't override the rights of others either. Motorcycle clubs want the support of the biker community all the time. Motorcycle clubs then have to realize their actions have a great deal of impact on how much others will help them. If motorcycle clubs want to have the right to wear patches in bars or venues, maybe they should take the hostilities elsewhere. I would even go as far as saying to have a neutral hands-off policy when it comes to bars and venues. Keep the violence away from these establishments in order to stop more no-colors allowed policies to come into play. Seems like a reasonable thing to enact. Will it ever happen? Hell no. Because 
testosterone always comes into play. Motorcycle clubs right now, they have two choices in the modern era. Listen, motorcycle clubs, they can either start getting along or they can go to the way of the dinosaur. It's been said that technology was a danger to society. I argue it's a big threat to motorcycle clubs as well in particular. And here's an example from the Midland incident. As soon as that shooting happened, it was all over the internet and on the news. The police had a statement on their Facebook page for local citizens to see in a heartbeat. The responses from the citizens to that post was fierce. And this brings us to a very important question. Do you think citizens will side with motorcycle clubs against profiling? Nah, and honestly, why should they? Why should they? You know, that, you know, let me know in the show notes or the comment section or leave me a voicemail on what you think. Do you think citizens will side with motorcycle clubs against profiling when there's this type of stuff in the news? Anyway, we're going to take a quick commercial break and uh, you're going to hear Rude and the song Not Alone. If you're looking for up-to-date biker news, then Insane Throttle is the place to be. Daily editorials and news that is dedicated to the biker scene. Come on over and join the number one internet biker news site at HarleyLiberty.com. Hi, this is John with Exit 27 and you're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse. Want to hear more of our music? Head on over to Spotify or iTunes. The number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode. Let's go.
baby. I'm loving this independent stuff. I really am. Love it, love it, love it, man. Give me some more songs in so we can keep on keeping this show going like it is. You know, one thing I hate, as I'm sure others do as well, is a narcissistic idiot who claims to be superior to all others. Has anyone looked deeply into some of these people who want to act like they are experts on the scene? First off, even though I'm in the spotlight through what I do, I'm no expert by any means. I'm a guy who just brings you biker news and gives my personal opinions on the scene. Now, contrast that with some idiots on Facebook or even YouTube handing out advice like it was gospel. I had someone the other day email me talking about being in a group about freedom and education. I know the group well and the moron who runs it. Anyways, this person was complaining about being deleted from the group because he questioned the moderator or administrator, whatever the hell you call him. It didn't surprise me one bit. The administrator thinks he's all that and the only people he can control is over the internet. This is because he sure to hell isn't anyone on the streets. I emailed back the dude and asked him why it mattered he got kicked off of some stupid ass Facebook group. I guess this guy was there from the beginning of the group and thought he was brothers with this idiot. That was his first mistake. You don't have brothers over the internet. The second mistake he made was listening to the moron because he has no credibility whatsoever. And here's a question for y'all. Do you consider someone that hasn't ridden a motorcycle in over 15 years a biker? Better yet, do you consider someone who is a failed piece of shit, who is a known backstabber and a con man, someone you want to be associated with? People need to learn some of these people on the internet are nothing but smoke screens. I finally told this guy he needed to move on with his life and chalk it up to a lesson learned. Technology is great, but it's also a curse to those who think everyone on the other end is your friend. This is the point, and this is why I'm always telling people to watch out for those who are doing protocol videos. There are some good reliable ones like Black Dragon, Big Cell, many of the others I do not know and cannot give you a yay or nay on. Here's what I say for those who are looking at creators for advice. Get on the streets and learn for yourself. The programs, including ours, are entertainments. Take what you see and hear as just that. Entertainment. Okay, we're going to come up to this part of the show where we're going to be talking about some stuff that all you bikers need to know about. Uh, We're going to be featuring some stuff from Abate, and hopefully you are a member of Abate. If you're not a member of Abate, you should really consider becoming a member. One thing Abate is golden for is making sure your rights as a biker are protected. This includes motorcycle helmet laws, rider safety programs, and a whole bunch more. Many people do not know Abate is also involved in the fight against profiling. Profiling isn't just a motorcycle club thing, it's a biker thing. 
You know, here's some news coming out of Abate. Abate of Wisconsin, which, hey, I just became a member of Abate of Wisconsin. They have an urgent call to action, LRB5701-1. Uh, and it goes on to say, as motorcycle registrations have been steadily increasing in Wisconsin, so have the reports of motorcycles being profiled by law enforcement. No, that don't happen. <laughs> Uh, profiling by law enforcement includes deciding to stop a vehicle and questioning the occupants or determining to take law enforcement action based solely on the fact that the person is operating a motorcycle or wearing motorcycle apparel. A-Beta Wisconsin supports Representative Cosadine and Senator Erpenbach's efforts to address motorcycle profile in the state of Washington through joint resolution L. RB5701. We are asking our state legislators and the Assembly of the Senate to sign on as co-sponsors the joint resolution addressing the need for more in law enforcement training on what constitutes motorcycle profiling and how to prevent it from happening in Wisconsin. Please contact your state legislators in the Assembly and Senate and ask them to sign on to this if you're in Wisconsin. Everybody come on. It's important to contact them as soon as you can uh, because the legislative session will be ending soon. Currently signed are Representative Kazadine, Velasky, Milroy, Edming, Grznowski, and uh, Mursa. They are joined by Senator Urbanbach as the only senator. If you do not know your legislature's contact information, go to www.legis.wisconsin.gov Type in your address in the Who Are My Legislators section of the homepage. Again, it is urgent to do this as soon as you can. Together with our legislators, we can create a safe and enjoyable environment for motorcycling in the state of Washington. And this, according to Steve Patton, and I'll have the link to the legislation. You can uh, check it out. Now, Abate of Illinois, they want you to know, join the 2020 Abate of Illinois Washington, D.C. Legislative Outreach Team. They are seeking candidates from Abate of Illinois to join us uh, for the 2020 Abate of Illinois uh, Washington, D.C. lobbying a trip occurring during the week of April 26th through the 1st. As a member of the legislative outreach team, you will meet with our congressional representatives on issues important to our organization and its members. We are looking for individuals who have strong belief in our mission, understands our legislative issues, and have the experience communicating with politicians. Abate of Illinois covers expenses related for airfare and lodging, but not including incidentals. If the state budget allows, volunteers are also given a small allowance for meals and ground transportation. We encourage the members' chapter and chapters within the district to consider sending additional funds for their representatives to help offset some of the costs. Who should apply? A-Beta Illinois is seeking a diverse group of members who demonstrate a strong interest in lobbying for motorcycle rights, possess excellent leadership and teamwork skills, possess excellent communication skills, and are comfortable with speaking with someone you may or may not know, physically walk up to five miles or more per day, are actively involved at their chapter level, attends meetings and events, 
current on members' dues, will commit to being available for the full dates of the trip and travel. And how do you apply? Uh, you just download the application for. <laughs> who decides who will be attending? Joss Wickowski, legislative coordinator, will select uh, legislative outreach teams. Rock and roll, man, and that is your DC trip over there. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and coming up, we're going to have the spin wires, girls like you. Hi, this is James Hollywood Machikari. Join our YouTube channel and get Motorcycle Madhouse and tons of videos related to the bikers. Join now by subscribing for free and become part of the throttle today. Always free and always entertaining. Don't forget to visit us at www.harleyliberty.com for your daily biker news. Rock on! Are we ready? Let's go. No! 
Yeah, man, I think that was my favorite one. That was Girls Like You by Spinwire. So how's everyone liking the new band segments, man? Don't forget to send it, uh, you know, your thing over to info at InsaneThrottleBikerNews.com. Don't forget to go to iTunes and Spotify and check out uh, the rest of these band songs. Next week, we will be having She's My Rattlesnake by Sly Diggs. Sly Diggs' record label is uh, Flick Knife, an overseas label, I believe, in UK. And again, if you have a band and want your music uh, featured on us, email us at uh, MP3 Player. And if it's good, again, you will be featured on a Motorcycle Madhouse. So get him in, everybody. <laughs> Police department. I need to speak with the chief. Who's calling, sir? It's R.D. Mercer. About a problem I had with one of y'all's officers. Okay, Mercer? Yeah, M-E-R-C-E-R. Okay. M-E-R-C-E-R. Hold on just a moment. Yeah. Yes. Listen, my name is R.D. Mercer, and we had us a problem last night with one of y'all's officers over here. Over where? Where are you talking? He stopped my little stepdaughter last night for a burnout taillight. And he said that he wouldn't write her a ticket if she had agreed to go on a date with you. And I ain't, I ain't going to stand I ain't gonna stand for it. Well, by God, I don't believe that. What's he doing down there trying to work up a date with one of with my stepdaughter? No, you bring your daughter in here and sign this, and we'll and sign a formal complaint, and we'll get him here. I ain't going to do it. I'm coming down there to whoop somebody's ass. You come in and bring her in. I'm bringing myself down there with about a 55-gallon drum of whoop-ass, and I'm going to open it on y'all. No. You better not do that. I guarantee you she done engaged a Murray feller over down in Broken Bow. Fella, I don't even know what you're talking about. Are I'm you talking talk in Broken Bow or Idabelle? Idabelle. She's in Idabelle. She's going to marry boy Joe Biffle. You know Joe Biffle? No, he, I don't know Joe Biffle. He's a double diamond Amway distributor down there in well, Broken Bow. You, you bring and her I, in and find a complaint. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. I'm coming down there today, and I'm going to find that fella, and I'm going to find y'all. You better I, have your facts straight. Well, I guarantee you that's what she told me. Well, bring her in and let her face him, okay? No, she she ain't. She's too upset about it. Said she's been sexy harassed down there. Bring her in and let her face him. I ain't going to do it. She done talked to him last night, and I'm, I'm P.O.'d about it. Well, I'm a little P.O.'d the way you're talking. Well, I guarantee you if somebody... Now, somebody if, if, yeah, I'd bring my daughter in, though, and let her face him. You'd be P.O.'d if it's your daughter, I'd wouldn't I'd bring her in, though, too. Well, I ain't going to do it. I'm coming down there. And I th she ain't never lied to me, and I don't think she's going to start now. Badge or no badge, somebody's going to get eyes with her. You bring her in and let her face him. You ever had an ass whooping? Who? You. Fella, don't be calling threatening me on the phone. Are you single man or are you married man? I've got a daughter, 27. Well, and by God, do you understand how come I got some ass? If I got, I'd bring her in. I guarantee you, I ain't going to do it. Well, then don't come down here raising hell. I'm coming down there to whoop somebody's ass here in about a New York minute. Well. And I tell you what, I'm going to. You better get your stuff straight. Well, I ain't going to have to have it straight when I come down there. Yeah, you are. She got a big bachelorette party tonight, and she's going to be tore up and ain't going to be able to have it. I was going to get the, uh, somebody dressed up like a state trooper and strip for her. You better get your stuff together. And his name is John Kaufman. He's coming down here to do that. He's going to strip down to a, a ammo belt and a nightclub. Who in the hell is this? <laughs> I think your brother wanted to pull a joke on you. I think he did. Well, I, 
he's fixing to pull one. Is that right? Yeah. Well. That's the first time my blood pressure's been up and I don't know when. Are you okay, Jim? I was fixing to go get my damn pistol and we was going to... <laughs> We're gonna play gunfight to OK Corral. Uh oh. <laughs> Do not forsake me, oh my darling. Now, hell, my secretary come back here and said, Who are you yelling at? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, you <laughs> you gotta freaking love freaking Brent Douglas, man. He was awesome. He was uh, the creator of the voice known as Ray Mercer. I'll have a bunch of those coming up in the other episodes. Uh, but anyway, we're going to close out the show this week with some upcoming events. For those going to Daytona Bike Week, make sure to be careful. You know, I wanted to get that out first and foremost. But anyway, let's go here. Uh, Thursday, March 19th through the tw uh, 21st, the Route 66 Spring Fling Rally. This is going to be in Depu. <laughs> I know it's Depu. Iowa, uh, Oklahoma. Great live bands and entertainment, bikes, games, people games, wild contests, vendors, food, and more. Hopefully they got that weenie bite. I love that one. Uh, there is an air-conditioned bar with pool table, stripper pole, and a stage with catwalk. On-site camping with swimming pond, sandy beach, hot outdoor showers, outdoor showers too. Hell yeah, man. That sounds like a lot better than a rally. Uh, a big one anyway. I like these smaller ones. Uh, full RV uh, hookups, uh, dry RV camping, free tent camping, lots of good fresh water. Uh, rain or shine, uh, this is an adult party, must be 21 to attend, absolutely no exceptions, those are my kind of parties. Located uh, between Bristol and uh, Strode, Oklahoma, and Old Route 66 Highway, 26101 Milfay Road in Depew, Oklahoma. You can call Charlie at 918-645-9029 or go to www route66bikerrally.com and then we go up to Kalamazoo 46th annual Kalamazoo motorcycle swap meet Sunday March 22nd uh, from 10 to 4 uh, it's by uh, Paragon's promotion buy sell trade bike parts leather accessories tools and more food and beer available admission tickets are 10 per adult uh, it's going to be at the Wings Event Center, 3600 Van Rick Drive in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, contact number at 800-800-6034. The website is KalamazooSwap.com. And then, one of my favorites, Atlanta Short Track, Saturday, March 28th at 11. And it's going to be hosted by the American Flat Track it is the 3 8th mile oval of Georgia Red Clay has hosted the second round of the AFT season three years running and now the world's fastest dirt track motorcycle racing will make its return to Dixie Speedway in the greater area of Atlanta, Georgia for the 2020 Atlanta Short Track. This bank track provides a fast surface for true heart pumping our banging racing action fans can look forward to the tight racing and charged competitors in their quest to make a stand in the 2020 points race 
It is, uh, let's see here, it is uh, located at Dixie Speedway, 150 Dixie Drive in Woodstock, Georgia. Oh, man, do I love a freaking, oh, my God, I love flat track. You know, I did a story where the uh, electric ones, <laughs> they're, uh, they did a lap or so, and, uh, yeah, people were not that happy. <laughs> But anyway, make your hotel reservations and tune up your bikes. There's a new motorcycle demonstration ride taking place in Washington, D.C. Memorial Day weekend. For the 33rd consecutive year, a massive motorcycle run will take place in the national nation's capital over Memorial Day weekend to raise awareness of the plight of U.S. prisoners of war and the 82,000 service members still missing in action. The ride will be known as Rolling to Remember. The 2020 ride will also address the national suicide epidemic taking the lives of more than 20 military veterans a day. In close partnership with several other patriotic uh, organizations, AMVETS is uh, organizing what is expected to be the nation's largest political demonstration of 2020 and the world's largest one-day motorcycle event. AMVETS invites you to join them in ensuring that our elected leaders never forget the sacrifices made by those who have taken an oath to defend this nation. This event is free to the public, but sign up to ride, volunteer, or donate by going to RollinToRemember.com. Once again, that's RollinToRemember.com. Over the course of the weekend, scheduled events will include a blessing of the bikes at the Washington National Cathedral, candlelight vigil at the Vietnam Wall, and speaking engagement at the Lincoln Steps. Sunday morning, thousands of bikes will take off from the Pentagon parking lot and make their way around the National Mall, rounding the Capitol building in the process. Go to rollingtoremember.com for more information, and we'll see you in May. You guys got to get in that event. We actually had an interview with the National of the End that's a couple episodes ago. Make sure to support this. You know, this is kind of uh, another event that's kind of taking place of the Rolling Thunder thing since, you know, that one's not going to be uh, around anymore. So this is a great substitute. Make sure you get over there on their uh, website check out all the information we'll be having more updates as it gets closer and uh, get out there support your vets especially because all this suicide it is bad man i heard uh there's been more suicides now than there has been killed in the vietnam war but anyway thanks for guys uh joining us over here on motorcycle madhouse you guys are awesome let me know what you guys think of the new format how'd you guys like all the songs you guys can take us with you, and it's just more than me talking, isn't it? We're going to be having some interviews coming up. You can bet on that, and I'm going to try to get China Dow in here as well. But uh, anyway, with that, you guys be careful out there. If you're going to Daytona, watch out for the damn drunks, man. Really, watch out for the damn drunks. Hollywood Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio.